Hallelujah. Let's give glory to God in this place. We thank God for this Resurrection Sunday. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? We thank him for saving us. We thank him for his redemption. What an awesome and mighty God we serve. I'm excited, elated, and grateful for what God has done in our lives. Amen and amen. I'm also grateful that this is our third year anniversary that God saw fit for us to birth a ministry here in Indianapolis, in Indiana, and in our third year, amen, that we, that even though a pandemic came and all kind of stuff, that God saw fit to keep us here still alive and ministering his word and serving him. I am grateful for all the things that God has done for me. Amen. It was his death and resurrection. When I think about it, it has brought so much freedom in my life. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all the things he's done for me, my soul cries hallelujah. And that is so cliche, but when you know that you know that you know and what he's done, oh my God, the feeling is so real. So I want to welcome you on Pastor George Thomas of New Creation Church. Thank you for rocking with us today. We appreciate it. Amen. We got a quick word for you. I'm, I'm a preacher. You can go and eat. I know it's Easter. Uh, uh, Mama and them cooking and you ready to go eat. But I hope this word feeds you first. Amen. If you have your Bibles, your tablets, your phones, whatever you may be using today, go ahead and turn to the book of Hebrews real quick. Chapter nine. Amen. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 11 and 12, a couple verses. And it reads as follows. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Verse 12, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, my God, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place. Once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Uh, if you don't mind real quick, go ahead and put it in the comments. Y'all can see my shirt. I'm preaching today. It's the blood for me. Amen. I, I don't know about anybody else, but, but, but for me, it's the blood for me. Amen. It was not said when I see you happy in your houses or with gratitude in your hearts that I will pass over you. But when I see the blood, said Stevenson Blackwood, prior to Jesus' death, the first Passover, it was nothing except the blood of the lamb that protected the people of Israel from Egypt's judgment. Woo. As we celebrate our risen Savior, also known as the Lamb of God, we can never forget what our Savior sacrificed for us all. As a songwriter wrote in these lyrics and they will forever reign true, I never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross. Give me a few minutes of your time today. I promise I won't be too long, but let's go through this book of Hebrews real quick. In your spare time, please read chapter 9, amen. But, but, but while I'm trying to get you there, that's the first thing I want us to understand today. Watch this. Before I go any further, is that God requires a sacrifice for sin. We have to understand it, amen. Even in the garden uh, of Eden, that when Adam and Eve sinned and ate from the tree, they covered themselves up with leaves and figs. But when God came to judge them and put them out the garden, the Bible says that he covered them with skins, which means some blood had to be shed to cover their sins. Uh, and we see Cain and Abel later on right after that, that, that God asked for a sacrifice. 
and, and, and Abel bought a sheep or a lamb, something, because he tended the, 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 the animals, and Cain came with something of the, of the ground, and God accepted Abel's, but not did not accept Cain's, which caused him to kill him. A little bit later on, we see Brother Abraham, and he has his first son, Isaac, his firstborn Isaac, uh, that was of the covenant. And, and he loved his son, and God said, look, I need you to go sacrifice your son for me. Uh, you are father, but I need you to sacrifice your son. I, Abraham uh, doesn't know what to do, but he believes God and trusts God, so he goes, takes him to the mountain to sacrifice him. But God says, no, you can't do that. I was just testing your faith. There goes a ram in a bush that was an animal that was sacrificed. Then we reached the Passover with Moses, y'all, and God instructed everyone what to pick one lamb, one without spot or without blemish. And then you put the blood of the lamb over your doorframe. Amen. Uh, that we see a pattern with God asking for a sacrifice, but also there is something special about the blood. And then after that, what happens? The tabernacle shows up. Amen. The tabernacle. Let me help you out real quick. Everybody might not know what that is, but the tabernacle was kind of like the first church. The tabernacle was uh, set up by God to mimic the worship in heaven. So the tabernacle had the outer courts. And for people in the inner courts, the inner courts is where the priests did all their work. Amen. The priests did their priestly duties. They would, they would uh, burn the incense. They would have the bread, the unliving bread. They would do those things. And then after the priestly section, behind that, it was something called the Holy of Holies. Come on. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Uh, the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies was the place where only the high priest could go. Everybody could not go back there where the holies of holies was. There was the Ark of the Covenant. There was the mercy seat where two angels were bent down. It was supposed to represent the mercy seat of God where God was and where God forgave sins. Amen. That's where uh, Moses kept the Ten Commandments. He kept a gold jar that contained some manna, the Ark of the Covenant, gold and incense. All that was in the Holy of Holies because that was supposed to mimic the worship in heaven. So let's look at this Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11. It says, but Christ came as high priest of good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation. Why is that important, Pastor? Christ came, it says, as the high priest because there was something known in Israel as Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. I don't have time to go through all of that, amen. Read Leviticus 16 in your, in your spare time. But, but, but look here, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, was the day that Israel had to atone for their sins. So this day, the holies of holies, Aaron was the priest. He would go into the holies of holies. But check this out, though. He couldn't even go whenever he wanted to. God had to tell him, this is holy ground right here. You can't even come and pass when you want to. You come in here and not when I say come in here, then you'll, then you'll die because my holiness is that pure. Is that, is that amazing? So he would come, the high priest, what would he do? He would have to come and wash and cleanse himself, dress up in the priestly robes. Then he would have to sacrifice an animal, watch that, for his sins, his family. But then he would have to also sacrifice animals for Israel's sins as well. He had to kill a boat, a bull, a ram, a goat, and seven lambs to sacrifice for their sins. It was a day of fasting and weeping was the day of Yom Kippur. But the problem was this institution where it did work for ceremonial purposes, it did not fully cleanse us. Why? Because even the high priest had sin on them. Amen. That it didn't totally cleanse us because the high priest had to make a sacrifice for his sins. Amen. So look at this. 9 and 12. It says this New Living Translation. Uh, with his own blood, not with the blood of goats and of calves, he entered the most holy place 
once and for all and secure our redemption forever. Somebody missed a shout. Uh, uh, somebody should have been running around their living room right now. Somebody should have been jumping. I don't know, maybe in your bed with, with, with your sponge spot, uh, pajamas on. You should have been shouting right now and giving God some glory because it said with his own blood. Amen. I love that, that, that the high priest, the, uh, the old high priest had to sacrifice animals, but this high priest that we know named Jesus comes with his own blood. I love this. There's a story about uh, a chicken and a pig and they're walking around and they're on their way down the street and they see a sign at a church. And it says we're going to have a, a, a Easter breakfast and the chicken and the pig are motivated to go help. So the chicken has a bright idea. He says, look here, let's go to this breakfast. How about I bring the eggs and you bring the ham? <laughs> uh, the pig says, hold up, my brother. Uh, what you're bringing is partially committed. What you're telling me to bring makes me fully committed. I'm trying to help somebody right there. Don't you know that Jesus was fully committed to our redemption? He was fully committed that he gave up his life and his own blood. Wasn't no partial commitment with him. He wasn't on the egg. No, no, no. He was on the hand. He gave up everything so we could be redeemed by God. See, under the old system with animals' bloods and the bulls of bulls, blood of bulls and goats, it could only clean us ceremonially. Amen. Look at Hebrews 9 and 14 for me real quick. Just think of how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness from sin. Deed so that we can worship the living God. For by power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. I hope y'all at home shouting right now. Y'all should be excited because that just told me how much more with the blood of Christ. Watch this. Purify our conscience. I don't know about you, but I just think about my life and where I am now and where I was back then. It was the blood of Jesus that cleansed my thoughts. Uh, it was the blood of Jesus that regulates my mind. So you can say amen when I get to you. It was the blood of Jesus that created me in a clean heart and washed away my sins. It was the blood of Jesus that keeps me on the right track. It's the blood of Jesus that keeps me loving people when they unlovable. It's the blood of Jesus that keeps me praying for my enemies. It is the blood of Jesus. Anybody besides me excited about the blood of Jesus like this? It says so we can worship the living God. It is that blood that takes me to a place of worship I didn't know was possible. It was that blood that takes me to a way of worship that I didn't even know existed. Amen. It says so we can offer up himself. He gives us the power to present our bodies. Watch this. As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. It was the blood. So my next question I must ask today while we're talking about the blood is, was Jesus's death necessary? Amen. Was Jesus's death necessary? Why are you asking that, Pastor? Because we are in a day in an age where people seem to go out of their way to prove that either Jesus never existed or that if he did, he didn't die and resurrect. <laughs> Uh, that's what people are doing. That's what they're on right now. And I find it funny that nobody is debating nothing about Muhammad's life. I, I just don't see those debates. Nobody is debating nothing about Allah. Amen. Praise God. I got nothing but love for my Muslim brothers. But I don't see people debating them and making a mockery of them. Uh, I don't see nobody debating nothing about Buddha or Shiva or other than the top deities that are worshipped around this world. No, no, no. But I find it funny how constantly disrespected Jesus is. Whether it is in pop culture, sometimes it's in music, sometimes it's just in everyday conversation. It seems Jesus always catch the brunt 
of everything. Everybody wants to discredit Jesus. Everybody wants to talk bad about Jesus. And I come to find it, it's a trip that we have Santa Claus associated with Christmas. Even though I know Christmas is not Christ's birthday, but it's funny. It's always a something extra, a mascot attached to something when they got Christianity. That the Easter has Easter bunnies. What does that have to do with anything about the resurrection? Amen. I find it funny. All these other things that keep us distracted off the real reason and the real meaning why we should be celebrating. I find it funny. All these things going on. And it hit me one day. The Holy Spirit spoke. It said the devil is not concerned if somebody believes a lie. Ooh. He's concerned if you believe the truth. Come on. He's concerned if you're going to believe the truth because the truth will change your life. The truth will set you free. The truth will make you free. The truth will change your perspective. The truth will change how you live. The truth will change how you love. So he don't care about a lie. He's concerned if you ever believe the truth of Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews 9, 16 and 17 for me real quick. It says, now when someone leaves a will... It is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. Follow me. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. Wow. So was Jesus' death necessary? Love this. Jesus' death had to be public. It had to be no question that he died. It had to be witnessed by many. It had to have so much going on. It had to have, watched this, Roman soldiers guarding his tomb because his death was so prevalent because he said what he said, amen, that he was going to come back and three days later that he was going to tear up this tab tabernacle. He was going to rip the veil, the holies of holies. He was going to rip that down in three days. So they had to make sure his tomb was guarded because they didn't want none of his uh, disciples to come and steal his body. So they had to make sure that Jesus' death was for real. That's why the guards come into place. But his death, watch this, I love this, death could not be defeated until he died. Woo, that's a shock moment right there. Uh, death, 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 death could not be defeated unless he died. Because once he died, watch this, and rose, he secured our eternal redemption. Amen. I love that, 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 that the will, it says that when someone passes, that they have a will, and the will cannot be put into place until it's confirmed that they're dead. I love this because the will he left us gave me power to defeat Satan. Um, the will that he left us gave me power to live right. Uh, the will he left us gave us power over the enemy. The will he left us gave us the ability to pray and bind things in heaven and bind things in earth. The, the, the will that he gave us, amen, gave us to step and tread on scorpions, amen. Don't you know you got power? And I'm th glad that God left us in his will because all that means is I'm a beneficiary of his grace, amen. You know a beneficiary, amen, the person that gets the reward from the person that either had the will or the policy, amen, that I am nothing but a beneficiary of his grace. I thank God for his grace and mercy that has kept us, his grace and mercy that that has been a part of our lives that has kept us going on in the faith that has kept us and encouraged us to do his will is because he died. I can keep on going to what he's called me to do. Read chapter nine in your spare time. I'm telling you today, maybe I don't have time to go verse by verse on everything, but look at this. It says this in chapter nine, that the first covenant, which was given to Israel by Moses and it too was dedicated in blood. Amen. That when Moses got all the people around, that when he got all the people around and got done telling them about the Levitical laws and the Ten Commandments and everything God has put in his laws and his commandments and his precepts. When everything got done, watch this, Moses had to get an animal. 
that Moses had to get the blood of a calf and a goat. And he sprinkled the blood on the book. And he sprinkled the blood on the people. Amen. We find a pattern in here. I love this. It says that when Moses got done dedicating everything, he sprinkled the blood on the book. And he sprinkled the blood on the people. But that wasn't all. Amen. He came over to the tabernacle. Amen. He came over to the place of worship. And it said he began to sprinkle blood over the tabernacle. But that wasn't enough. Then he began to sprinkle blood over all the vessels of ministry. All the incense had to get some blood. The Ark of the Covenant had to get some blood. The mercy seat had to get some blood. The jars with manna had to get some blood. The incense, everything had to get some blood on it. Why was that so important? Why is everything got blood? Blood on it. Why, Pastor? Why I love this is that according to the law, almost everything was purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, my God, there was no forgiveness of sins. It is something about the blood that because blood is what our life is about. If our blood stops flowing, we can no longer live. It is blood that is really has life in it. DNA, all these things are in blood. So there is power in blood. But God said, hold up, y'all. Don't trip. I got something to show you because my son has more power than all. Amen. Amen. I told you I'm not going to keep you too long today. I know it's Easter Sunday. I know you came for a word to be encouraged and continue to keep on keeping on. So check this out. The late pastor Adrian, uh, a man in New York, told a story. Watch this. Of a woman who was not from New York. But she was working with some people on the World Trade Center. This is about the time of 9-11. She's working with people on the World Trade Center. As she left her hotel, she started driving to the World Trade Center, y'all. That morning, her nose began to bleed. Some of that blood got all over her blouse. She decided, I cannot go to work with blood all over me. So she went back to the hotel so she could change her clothes. At that hotel, the TVs were playing. And right there, she witnessed the first plane crash into the World Trade Center. She said to herself, I would not have been in. She said to herself, I would have been in that building. I would have been destroyed by a plane if it weren't for the fact that I was covered in the blood. I don't know who I'm talking to. Amen. What made her turn around was the blood. Amen. What made her want to change into something different was the blood. What would change your life around? It's the blood. What will save you from hell? It's the blood. What will continue keeping on to keeping on? It's the blood. What will keep you going in the will of God and change your life? Somebody type, it's the blood for me, pastor. It is the blood for me. The Bible is clear. It says this, we have overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Can I tell you, once you realize what the blood has done in your life, once you realize that it was the blood of Jesus that allowed you to be here this long, it was the blood of Jesus that kept you when you was out of your mind. It was the blood of Jesus that kept you when you should have quit. It was the blood of Jesus that helped you to persevere and kept you with patience when you should have just threw in the towel. If it wasn't for the blood, there go I. I am thankful for the blood of Jesus. Is anybody beside me excited, glad that the blood of Jesus was shed for your sins, that the blood of Jesus was shed for you, that the blood of Jesus literally changed your life and it saved your soul. It was the blood for me. So at this time, my God, my God, I don't know, maybe you've been out of church for a while. Maybe you said, I'm just going to check out Easter service today because I ain't been in a while. And something sparked at what I said and made you remember it was the blood. 
All you gotta do is return back into the sheepfold. That, that, that as long as you alive and your blood is flowing in your body, that means you got time to get saved. You got time to repent to God of your sins and to give your heart and your hand to Christ. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. All I know is that we live in a fallen world. And if you're a person like me, you've experienced some heartbreak. You've experienced some pain. You've experienced some hurt. You probably have experienced some betrayal. You've probably experienced all of these emotions at some point. And I love this. The Bible says we have a high priest who was tempted in every way, who went through all we went through, was tempted in every way and did not sin. Come on, Hebrews. That he knows your pains. That's why we, he can sympathize with us because he walked in human flesh and he's seen the effects of it, but he didn't let it affect him so he could free us from sin. So if that's you today, send me a number to say text and join. You right there in your home, you can lift up your hand and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I am sinful, that I've fallen short of your glory. And Lord, I'm asking you to come into my heart, into my mind, and change me by the power of your Holy Spirit. And to cover me with your blood. And in this day moving forward, I will live for you. I will give my all to you. And I will believe you will help me. Through all every trial and tribulation that your blood was literally purchased for my soul, the down payment in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his ability to change our lives. What an awesome and mighty God we serve. Amen. And amen. Real quick. You know, I know it's I know it's Easter, but real quick. Why not? So we're talking about the blood. Why not? We take communion. Amen. Uh, uh, you don't have to have. You don't have no juice. You can get some. Get a water and a cracker. I don't. I don't know whatever you got. But a God, God put it on my spirit. Why not? It's the first Sunday. It is Resurrection Sunday. Why not do what He told us to do in remembrance of Him? As we know that Jesus went with His disciples and He sat down with them and prepared for this for this, for the Last Supper. What we know in Christianity, and He says, "Watch this. This bread is my body." He picked it, he picked it up and broke it. He broke it. He said, do this for me. My body will be broken for us. Then Jesus held up the cup with the wine. He said, this is my blood, which will be shed for you for your sins. Which is the new covenant. Drink of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Bible says he went on to the Mount of Olives. And we thank God on this resurrection of Sunday. He said do this in remembrance of me. And what better day. To do it in remembrance of him. On the day that we remember and celebrate. Resurrection Sunday. Amen. And amen. So we're giving all glory to God today. Thank you for tuning in, for worshiping with us today. I just want to say I'm grateful for everything God is doing in our lives and this ministry. Um, those who log on late, this is what I do every week because we log on at different times. Uh, if this word blessed you, it blessed you any kind of way you want to sow into the ministry, you can text to give or you can cash out either one, whatever works better for you. Uh, we thank you for that. Amen. If you want to sow a seed, watch this because our anniversary, three years in the game. 
Uh, I'm excited about that, amen, that we've made it this long, this far, amen, and have so much more to go. So maybe you want to sow a seed for our anniversary. We appreciate it as well. So we thank you and our members. Maybe you uh, didn't catch tithing earlier and you're tithing now. Those that are part of the 90-day uh, tithing challenge, man, I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Y'all are doing the thing. It is appreciated. We love you all. Uh, thank you all for your faithfulness. That's all I can say is thank you for your faithfulness. I'm going to pray over the offering again real quick. Dear Lord, bless those who gave. Bless those who wanted to give who might not have, oh God. But I thank you for every seed that has been sown into this ministry. We ask, oh God, you continue, oh God, to let it go forth for the upbuilding and use of your kingdom. We believe it to be so. And I pray, oh God, that the seed will be multiplied, oh God, as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, all right. Well, I'm Pastor George of New Creation Church. Be blessed. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the day. Remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I.